I can see with the ageing process as you get older, we're obviously losing a lot of muscle quite quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And then if you're adding extra body fat on top of that because of your sedentary lifestyle, your poor diet, um, you know, not, not weight training, you can see how the skin would start to get that puckering effect. And even like I said to you before, even with the crepey, my skin started to look quite crepey and it was sagging. Mm. And I think that also has to do with hormonal changes and the collagen decline. Mm. Our skin just seems to get unglued. And, and so the whole, you know, the diet, as you say, because I was eating a lot of collagen and having the bone block and then with mm. the weight training on top of that to actually build up the muscle and get some support underneath that skin. And then, of course, the body fat decreasing through, you know, the better diet and the, the training. Um, mm. It was a perfect storm to get rid of, you know, the really obvious signs of the cellulite. Welcome to the Win at Life podcast. A place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body and life you love. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. Today, I'm joined by one of our long-term clients and just all-around awesome human, Len Smith. She's so funny and posts the most hilarious videos in our Facebook page. And she likes to drop the F-bomb occasionally, just like me. So the reason I asked Len to come onto the podcast is to talk about cellulite and specifically how to get rid of it. I just want to add that this is by no means a criticism of women with cellulite. It's just that I get so many questions asking me how to get rid of it. So when Len joined our Win at Life program, she not only suffered from extreme digestive issues and menopausal symptoms, but she also had a lot of cellulite. So she's not only fixed those digestive and menopausal issues, but she's also seen a huge improvement in her cellulite. And I actually think Len's got this amazing killer set of legs and really impressive calves, which Craig is so jealous of. So if you go to my Instagram page, which is K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-L-D, you can see her before and after pics. So I thought I'd just get her on the show so she could share her journey and reveal how she eats, how she trains, and what supplements she takes. So specifically, we talk about her health journey and transition into perimenopause and menopause, her experience with restrictive diets, fasting, and binge eating. She talks about her diet, what she eats on a day-to-day basis, how she actually trains, what sort of cardio she does, and the specific changes she's made over the last few years. She talks about learning the art of lifting and how that's really helped her improve her cellulite. She talks about the improvements she saw in her health first and then how her body followed once these happened. She takes us through the supplements she's using and also how to be honest with yourself and your results. But before we dive into the podcast, I just wanted to talk to you about our upcoming Break Free Challenge, which starts on the 7th of June. We run these challenges a few times a year, and I absolutely love doing them because we just get to help so many women. We've actually had a record number of women join this challenge, so it's going to be the biggest and best challenge we've ever run. It's going to be so epic. I'm just so excited. So if you're a woman who's been following me for a while and implementing pro-metabolic eating but not getting the results that you want, or you might be a new follower and you want help just getting started, then the challenge is perfect for you. When you join the challenge, we help you set your starting macros and calorie targets. Then we work with you throughout the challenge to help you refine them, to find what works best for your body. You get meal plans, a food list, a recipe book, and approved foods database by country. You also get meal planning, coaching, and workshops. So we teach you how to build meal plans that work for your body. 
you get a weekly check-in with the coach where we will review your data and nutrition and give you specific advice to help you progress towards your goals. You get an online training program with full video exercise library and the option to upgrade to a fully customized training program. You get your own private training channel where you can upload training videos for feedback and get personalized video feedback from Craig and our coaches. You get supplement plans and discounts, coaching calls with Craig, myself and the team, access to educational videos on some of the most common metabolic issues, as well as six-day-a-week support via our comms platform Slack. And you get all of this for the crazy one low price of 149 Australian dollars. The challenge is open to women worldwide and all the workshops and trainings are recorded so that if you can't make it live, don't worry, you can always watch them at a time that suits you. Remember, we only run these challenges a few times a year. So I'm going to pop the link in the show notes so you can grab your spot. Now let's get into this podcast. Hi, Len. Welcome uh, to the show. So awesome to have you. I just love you. I think you're so funny and gorgeous and you always post the funniest things in our Facebook page. Like, I, And I love it that you swear as well. You're really real. <laughs> Absolutely. You keep it real. You keep it really real, which is yes. awesome. And I think you've a bit of fun, you know, like we've got to have fun along this journey too, right? Absolutely. Yeah, of course we do. <laughs> just too depressing otherwise. (laughs) So I wanted to get you on here because you have had the most incredible, like you've just got these amazing legs. I just always look at your legs and think they're so incredible. And you had a lot of cellulite when you joined the program. Like I remember you sending me the before and after photos and I was like, holy moly. Like there is a huge, and I know you say you still got cellulite on there, but I just, I can't see it. I don't know where it is, but it's just been an incredible um, transformation. I often get, you know, women asking me, how do I get rid of cellulite? And I just want to firstly say that, you know, like I'm not here to like bag women with cellulite or saying that you should be ashamed of your body because you've got cellulite. But, you know, I think um, it is something that you can improve by making some really good, healthy changes in your diet and actually nourishing your body. You know, it's like the opposite of what people think that you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. And like when you actually get healthy on the inside and yeah, it's not like eating green vegetables healthy, like actually eating fruit and dairy and and you're going to talk about all this sort of stuff and doing some strength training. And when you actually improve your health, the cellulite will go as well. And I've seen it with Mm -hmm. other women in the program too. So maybe let's start off. So um, Len is 53 this year. Um, and maybe let's talk about your journey. So how it all started and, you know, hitting that menopause and the diets and things that you've done. Yes. So as we were discussing before, it was like up until the age of 40, I I was fine. I, you know, my body composition was okay. I was doing some regular training and then from 40 to 45, I just stopped doing any exercise, you know, sitting on my ass all day in an office job, um, doing the nine to five grind, you know, young kids at the time. So that five-year period obviously then was moving me into perimenopause. So I'd say around the age of 45, I really started to notice my body was really deteriorating in, in mm. you know, like lots of muscle loss um, and just started gaining body fat really easily and particularly Mm. around my middle. So from there, I was sort of, you know, 
you know, as we all do, you Google and you see the latest fads and the intermittent fasting and mm. that's so, so I tried that and it did work. I mean, I lost weight, but I just remember how miserable I was too. Like I just, because I'm a foodie and mm. I love to eat. So it was, it was torture, you know, like fasting for 16, 18 hours. I, I would just, my whole day was focused on oh, when can I fucking eat? You know, <laughs> I was just always thinking about food. And then of course, when I could eat, I, you know, sometimes I was binging because I hadn't eaten for 18 hours and then I'd mm. feel sick and go into a, you know, like this food coma. Mm. And I can remember having naps in the afternoon, you know, if I was at home on the weekend, I'd have to lay down for, you know, the afternoon because I was just so stuffed with food. And so, you know, while it did, certainly I did lose weight, it wasn't sustainable. It wasn't enjoyable. And I was miserable. And I just seemed to be, and I remember too, I was having a period that would last for like weeks. And this mm. was when I was um, doing the fasting. I don't know. It was obviously really stuffing my hormones. It was, my body was not happy. Mm. so you know I got off stopped doing that um and then you know just tried the normal you know just trying to under eat those sort of things mm. trying to exercise and nothing it just wasn't working and I was just getting frustrated and then I think around the age of 48 49 I came across your program online mm. so I joined up and at the time I think I don't know if you remember, I had like that SIBO issue. Yeah, your bloating. bloating was so bad. You look oh, nine months pregnant. It was, I know. And Remember and all those people, comments you got on Facebook, remember? <laughs> oh, people. Know, when you posted up, I, they just were like, oh, she's pregnant. And I'm like, oh. Christ, you know, you people need to really go and do some research because, yeah. you know, a woman can be bloated and not be pregnant. Like mm. you really need to. And it was really frustrating because, you know, at, at the, uh, by then I was sort of going and transitioning into menopause and, you know, mm. keep women saying that I was pregnant. I'm like, you need to have sex for a start. And, you know, <laughs> being in menopause, <laughs> I don't think I'm pregnant. Um, so, yeah, that was when I started the, I think it was uh, March 2018 when I started. And then so you stripped back all my, like, the starchy carbs and whatever, and that really made a difference in mm. my bloating. Um and then started to do the weight training. So, yeah, so what's that been? What, two, two and a half years now with your mm. program? So I just mm. slowly started, you know, implementing more of the weight training as I had a few injuries, as you know, and a few old niggling problems, which really held me back with, you know, long weight training. Mm. Um, but I just kept, you know, just chipping away all the time. And um, here we are today. No, I know. It's amazing. So let's um let's dig into your diet a bit more because I think a lot of women, you know, when when they talk about getting rid of cellulite, they think about creams and eating a ton of green vegetables. You know, can you take women through exactly what you eat on a day-to-day basis and the changes that you've made over the last, you know, two plus years? Yeah, so I I eat more protein now. So, you know, like your meat, your red meat, chicken, fish, um, that sort of thing. I used to do the liver, but now you've got the liver tablets. I do that. Um, The oysters. um, So I don't eat a lot of starchy carbs. I mainly, you know, I might have a a baked potato, um, that sort of thing. Very, um, very limited greens, if, if any. Um, I eat like zucchini and red pepper and those sort of things mm. if I want to make a salad with some, you know, feta cheese. So like breakfast would typically be um, milk with um, some casein and some frozen berries um, mm. or I might have some oats soaked overnight with some yogurt. 
Uh, so a big, big milk drinker. Love my milk. Love my my yogurt. Um, lunch, as I say, it's typical protein with um, some sort of veg. But um, and a, you know, I don't drink orange juice anymore. I more I tend to more go for the whole fruit. Mm-hmm. So you know, like I might make myself a small bowl of uh, of a fruit salad of something that's seasonal that's mm-hmm. in, um, or just buy some. You know, I typically will have canned fruit in the cupboard because you can't always get decent fruit in um, Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And then in the afternoon, or you know, like a yogurt um, or some cheese and some fruit, um, that sort of thing. And dinner, of course, is always a protein. I might make myself a uh, like a Greek salad. Mm-hmm. and um, have a starchy carb then with dinner, like a baked potato or some or mashed potato, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And at night I'll make like a, a casein um, custard. So, or I might even just have a, I make a, a chocolate milk and mm. I'll have that before I go to bed. So that's, that's sort of a typical day for me. Um, and then um yeah, sorry, I was going to. No, so did you? Say um, sorry. Yeah, did you find it difficult? Because you know, a lot of women when they they come across pro-metabolic eating, it's quite challenging to their beliefs around nutrition. Did how, did you find that at the start? Uh, no, I sort of I understand why some women would find that challenging. I didn't. Mm. I mm. sort of jumped on board and and I because I was enjoying the food as well yeah. uh, so I didn't really have because I didn't come from that restricted background as well because mm-hmm. and as I say being a food a food person I love my food so to me it was like oh this is great mm. <laughs> so yeah but I do I can see I can see why although mind you I used to have the green smoothies I used to do that mm-hmm. a lot you know when green smoothies were were a, a thing you know, in the morning where you'd have all your, your kale and your spinach and throw it into a blender with, with a bit of fruit and some water or whatever. It was like, I don't know how I drank that. Mm, me too. Um, so yeah, but it, but it, I know it was just when I think back, I was just like, oh, yuck, you know, I, I couldn't do it now. And well, I wouldn't want to do it. But yeah, I can, I, I do understand why some women would find it challenging um, because it is, it is very different to what's in the mainstream of, you know, the media and the fitness industry, what we see Mm. on a day-to-day basis. And Mm. I would have women even at work would sort of, you know, give me the eye and look at me and go, you know, can't believe you're eating that. (laughs) And that was quite, you know, particularly if I ever had a, you know, a Coca-Cola or something. Oh, Oh, God, I know. Gee, that. Oh, I know. People don't blink twice if you're smashing wine, but if you're having a Coke, it's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, forget it. Yeah, like you, you're just, you know, you're, you're the worst in the world. How dare you? How could you be <laughs> drinking that shit, you know? Yeah. Um, and like you say, these these same people will go out on a Friday night and get blotto and, hey. and that's fine. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was it, – I, I did used to get a lot of comments at work. It was it yeah. was interesting how people – and, and it, was, it fascinated, fascinated me that people would even give a shit. Like I'm just yeah. like, I don't, I don't look at what people are eating. I don't care. But it, And that's where it highlighted that difference, I guess, where people are sort of hoodwinked in, yeah. um, in the media as to what, what they should be eating and what they shouldn't be eating. And, and then they see someone eating, you know, the demon sugar or whatever, <laughs> and they're just like, oh, how could you do that to yourself? Like, you know, that's just terrible. It is funny. Um, so, yeah, on, as I said, on that level, it, it wasn't challenging, but I do see how it could be. 
Mm. Mm, yeah, I think a lot of, yeah. I think if you just decide to go all in, you know, you've had enough, it's enough and you just want to do it and you go all in. Um, yeah. And, you know, talk more about the strength training. I think that's a really key part of it too because I get a lot of messages from women like, oh, I don't really, like, do I really have to strength train? You know, how how critical has that been, do you think, in improving the cellulite along with the diet changes obviously? Uh, yeah, I think both of them, you know, uh, both of them need to be done together, I think, to really give you give you some really great results. And mm. I've definitely noticed, like, the composition change in my body, yet my body weight is hardly any different to when I first started. So mm. I look vastly different, but I weigh about the same. So that mm. really says to me that some I've had some fat loss and I've gained muscle. And I guess, too, when I think about my legs, um, when I think back to how they were before mm. the program, and I can see now I've got shape, so the muscle mm. is actually built. And I, I don't know much about cellulite in the sense of the medical side of it, you know, but I think it's like they say that there's like fibrous tissue bands that run, you know, underneath your skin that connect your skin to the muscle. I think mm. as you get... I can see with the aging process, as you get older, we're obviously losing a lot of muscle quite quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And then if you're adding extra body fat on top of that because of your sedentary lifestyle, your poor diet, um, you know, not, not weight training, you can see how the skin would start to get that puckering effect. And even like I said to you before, even with the crepey, my skin started to look quite crepey and it was sagging. Mm-hmm. And I think that also has to do with hormonal changes and the collagen decline. Mm. Our skin just seems to get unglued. And, and so the whole, you know, the diet, as you say, because I was eating a lot of collagen and having the bone broth and then with mm. the weight training on top of that to actually build up the muscle and get some support underneath that skin. And then, of course, the body fat decreasing through, you know, the better diet and the, the training. Um, mm. It was a perfect storm to get rid of, you know, the really obvious signs of the cellulite. Mm. Um, so yeah, your legs look amazing yeah, that's the difference yeah and the, you know and I can see that they've got shape now from from the weight training they've definitely mm. you know whereas before there was just no shape there um, mm. so the weight training has made a huge difference and your program are you only trained three days a week yes, or four days three, three days, days yeah so I know some women are program trained no, four days yeah, so I'm doing a whole body at the moment and I just do three days a week. It takes me about an hour, hour and 20 minutes, depending, yeah. you know, whether I've got to wait at the gym to get certain equipment. But, yeah, so it's not, it's not a lot. It's not a huge time commitment. Yeah. I don't find it is anyway. Um, it's, uh, um, I think, for most women, you know, like you're busy, you've got kids, they can't really have the, well, they don't have the time to be training five, six days a week. Um, no. you know, so I think it is quite convenient and you're really good. I always see you're loading up your videos for feedback. You're really good like that. You've, you're actually, you have become a really good lifter. I think you move really well. Yeah. Considering like when I look back at my beginning videos, you know, from two, two and a half years ago, I can see a massive difference in, in my lifting now. And it, you mm. know, again, as we discussed before, lifting is a skill, like it takes a long time to really learn the art of lifting and lifting mm. well so that you're not hurting yourself and that you're actually getting benefit out of it. Um, mm. And this is where I found, you know, with loading up the videos really helpful because of the feedback you get. Mm. Cause there's things, you know, you, you won't notice yourself. And then 
it gets pointed out to you and you go, oh, yeah, okay, now I, I see what they're talking about. So, you, you know, you go back to the gym again and watch the video and go, all right, so I have to be mindful of this. So it makes a huge difference. And I think, mm. you know, obviously if you become a better lifter, you can lift more weight, you, you know, mm. you can lift it safely so you're not hurting yourself. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it makes it's made a huge difference to have that. that it's almost like having a coach, you know, being like a PT at the, at the gym. So. Yeah, and you've, you've done really well. You've obviously really applied yourself. Um, and it's interesting too, like, I think I just want to, like, pull back and talk about, you know, every, like a lot of women, and I get it, they're so focused on the outside, but you had a lot of issues mm-hmm. coming into the program, like the bloating, the menopausal symptoms. Um, can you talk about all yeah. the improvements that you've seen in those? Because it was like you imp- really improved your health first and then the then your body followed, the outside followed? Yeah, so the I never had the SIBO diagnosed but I'm pretty sure Mm. it was and I think um, the biggest so obviously when I pulled back the starches first that helped and then I could start reintroducing starches and I could tolerate a certain level but the biggest thing that helped me with that was um, the uh, the campersole so the I forget who who makes that the Georgie Georgie? yeah Georgie he's awesome or something Yeah. yeah yeah so that product really just that wiped a lot of things out there so that that really gave me some great results um now if I just get bloated it's more just because you know maybe I ate something that just didn't agree with me Mm. but I don't go around like I used to where I had that 24 7 bloat going on Mm. um and then yeah just the my menopause symptoms so I initially when I joined the program I was you know the hot flushes at night um you know I'd wake up in in a just a pool of sweat I'd have to change, get changed. I'd be that wet from just sweating and, um, you know, really swollen boobs. I remember going through that really estrogen dominant stage where Mm. um, my boobs were just really sore. And then, of course, just easily like gaining weight around the middle like you wouldn't believe. Mm. Um, And then, you know, of course, the irregular periods at that stage because I was transitioning from perimenopause to menopause. Mm. uh, So my periods were sort of all over the place and they were quite heavy uh, and all that in the last two years. So that's really just dropped off to nothing. I couldn't even, I feel warm all the time now, but I think it's because I have more muscle and I'm just, I don't know, I don't, it's not like a hot flush. It just, Mm. I think when you're, healthy and um like I just feel you know I'm not you know how like I I work with women who have heaters on during Mm. the day because they're freezing cold so yeah I'm not like that at all now I used to be really cold but I'm Mm. not I just feel like a normal temperature now Mm. um don't have any more you know no more no more issues with my breasts as in they're not painful I, I can't remember the last time I woke up in a sweat um that's been probably two years now so, yeah, I don't even feel like I'm in menopause, to be honest, other than, you know, just the ageing process in general. Um, yeah, I certainly feel greatly improved. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? It just really, like, I guess shows that you focus on the inside, be consistent with the nutrition, you know, improve your health, and then the body's just going to look better anyway. Yeah, and I do. I kept. I forgot too. I used to do. I was religious with the carrot salad and the mushrooms, but I've sort of dropped that off now and haven't mm. found I really needed it. So, mm. but there was a time there. I did it probably for a year, where I was really consistent every day. Carrot mm. salad had mm. the mushrooms at night. 
Um, but as I said, I haven't really kept that up and I don't, I don't feel I need it. Um, it's not something I feel like I need in my diet now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. It's really good. Um, now let's actually, let's talk through supplements that you've taken. So you mentioned there, you know, you have a lot of, well, it used to be called new gel, but now it's the saturated premium collagen. You take the liver yeah. capsules. What other supplements have you taken? Um, that's pretty well. Vitamin D. So I'll take mm-hmm. that and I use um, magnesium gel. So mm-hmm. I'll rub that on at night. Um, but yeah, uh, supplement wise, it's really just the collagen, the liver tablets. Cause I, I mean, I used to eat fresh liver, but I can't stand it. So now I'll do the tablets and then your, um, the uh, casing. Yeah. So I quite, you know, I love making a hot chocolate with that at night or yeah. I'll make a smoothie, you know, for my breakfast in the morning or even sometimes for lunch if I'm busy and I just can't be bothered cooking a meal. Yeah. Um, I'll just make up a casein um, with milk smoothie, you know. Mm. So, um, mm. yeah, so that, they're the main supplements I use. For- yeah, wow. Isn't that amazing, you know, like, and I, I mean, I, I've used a whole range of supplements and I've, there's still ones that I take now, but, you know, often I just speak to women like you who've had such incredible results like health, you know, and body, and you really have just taken the base like food supplements. You haven't, you know, you actually the Campasol, you did the Campasol, Georgie's. Um, oh, the Campasol, yeah. Yeah, yeah to, with the, when you had the SIBO. Yeah, which, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, isn't it amazing when you just do the basics? Yeah. And I think if you're, you know, if you're eating well and you're assimilating the food and it's food that agrees with you, you know, you don't need a lot of supplements. The Mm. supplements are great. Like I love the the casein and the um, new gel, just, you know, like I said before, if you want to have a quick meal and you can't be bothered putting a proper meal together, it's good to have Mm. that or to have that at night so that you're not, um, you know, you can have a decent night's sleep and you, Mm. you go to bed with a full, you know, nice full belly. Um, and yeah, I don't, I felt like, but prior to that, I, I can remember having a cupboard full of just shit supplements. Um, and I can remember when I started with your program, I ended up chucking out and it was expensive stuff. Mm. And I just thought, oh, this is just, you know, like, I don't need all this crap. I've wasted so much money and mm. none of it was doing me any good. Mm. And I, yeah, I just remember having a real cull of the, the cupboard and I just thought, no, I'm just going to chuck it all out. Oh, good on you. I was the same. I did the same thing. Actually, what's the other one that you use too? Progest i I've seen you use Progest too sometimes. Oh, that's right. Mm. Totally. Yeah, totally forgot about that. The Progest I don't use it now as the hormone. I use a different one for my normal mm. every um, 25-day cycle. But I have the mm-hmm. Progest because I found it awesome for, um, you know, like if you've got inflammation. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah, like injury, hey. tennis, elbow, yeah. in- injuries. It's just amazing. Um, mm. it, it works better than, you know, having the anti-inflammatory gels that, that you can get in the chemist. Um, so, yeah, I find it really useful for that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's, pretty, um, it's pretty amazing you stuff, know, the old I used it in the big. Sorry. Yeah, you it just, and I mm. guess too when you, you know, yeah, I guess as women are in their ageing with that hormonal dysregulation, the progesterone mm. really does make a difference. Mm. Um, to help you sort of normalize you know stabilize the hormones and stuff so yeah I think so too um now what advice because you know like a lot of women will start this journey and they get frustrated or they give up you know like maybe if you could give 
give some advice to women who are listening who have, you know, maybe they're going through menopause or they've got a heap of cellulite they want to get rid of, you know, what advice would you give them? You just you have to be patient for mm-hmm. a start. I don't, I, we just, things just don't. I think that when, particularly when you're older, mm-hmm. um, as I've said to you before, we had this, you know, in your 20s, you could just click your fingers, drop weight, you had no issues. Uh, and as you get older, you just have to be patient. You have to be consistent. So I've never been perfect throughout this whole journey. Mm. Um, you know, I have times where I stuff up or I, you know, have go out on the weekend and have drinks and have, you know, eat food that I wouldn't normally eat. And mm. But what I found was just I, if I was consistent, it didn't mm. matter. Mm. You know, it just means that uh, my results would take longer, but that's fine. Mm. Um, and it's just, it's not an overnight process. It just isn't, you know, mm. and even, even six months is still a short time. I think, um, six months is so short, I think a good 12 months. Yeah, yeah. I reckon 12, cause you really, 12 months to really, yeah. yeah when you really saw good results, like what, it took you a good 12 months. Results. Yeah. Yeah. I, I reckon within the 12 months, um, was when I really, you know, 12 months of solid weight training under my belt, 12 months of, you know eating the right food um, and being consistent that mm. they're the things that I think made a big difference and just mm-hmm. not to get, you know, I, I think sometimes women just get too bogged down in, you know, have to be perfect, have to be perfect. You don't, mm. you know, I think mm. it, 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 look, if you want to have this amazing, you know, I guess really low body fat, whatever. Yeah. You will, you probably will have to stick to a really strict rigid plan, but if you're happy to have those results just come a little bit slower, then yes, mm. you don't need to be full on with it all the time and you don't need to beat yourself up, if you fall off the wagon or you have a weekend where you've got social mm. events and you just can't sort of get your food, you know, together on that weekend. Mm. You just jump back on on the Monday. Mm. You know? and, and, and food prep, I think, too, is another one that's important. I've found that if I'm not prepared, Mm. that's when you can really find your week is shit. If, if I'm prepped, um, my week is amazing. Oh, hundred you know, percent. It really is. Yeah. Mm. It's worth it. It is worth putting that extra time in just to do that prep. And mm. then your, your week just runs smoothly. hundred mm. percent. And then maybe so, yeah, that, was, that yeah. would be my advice. Um, just. What about to um, uh, take your time? <laughs> And what about too, Len? Like we've talked about this before is like, obviously there's making imperfect progress, but there's also, you know, you hear some of them, oh, I'm just not getting results, but they're not actually putting the work in. Yeah. So you really have to, you, you've got to be honest with yourself. Mm. So, you know, you really have to, if, you, if you're not happy with, you know, your results, you really then ask yourself the question, did, mm. I, did I do everything that I possibly could do to, help me facilitate you know to get myself into a position where I'm feeling better about myself where I'm looking Mm. better um you know and that's and look it's really easy for a lot of us and they even say like I've heard this before where Mm. where you know women or just people in general we all underestimate what we eat sometimes Mm. (laughs) you know like I've I've gone where I don't track and then all of a sudden I go oh gee I can feel feel like I'm putting on a bit of weight that's so I'll track and then I go shit I'm eating 25 3,000 odd (laughs) calories you know so (laughs) need to pull that back because I'm not training like a demon to be able to eat that much food. <laughs> now, you know what? That's a really so that's, good you know, good point, I think. You know, like, sorry, just about the the tracking and like 
sometimes I think women um, think that they're just going to eat all this food and suddenly the metabolism is going to kick in and they're just going to be able to eat like 2,500, 3,000 calories and, you know, and there still is, even though it's good metabolically, you know, uh, metabolically, I guess metabolic food, there is still, you know, you can still eat too much, you know, and you can still oh, put on weight. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. And like, you know, and if, if women aren't training like how you train, like I don't train how you train because mm. I just simply, I don't have the strength and I don't, mm. you know, I'm, I'm much older. And mm. so, yeah, I can't eat, you know, I can't expect as much to be as able me. to eat 25 yeah. to, yeah. 3, and, you, and you're yeah. right. You really, it is, yeah, it's, you really have to be mindful of the fact. And also too, like, you know, I sit on my ass all week in an office. <laughs> So it's not, it's when you got to look, look at that, you go, well, I'm not really physically active. moving around, you know, yeah. my, my active, I'm sort of doing a lot of sitting. Yeah. So, and you're right, women, women really need to take into account. And it doesn't mean that you have to under eat. It just means mm. you have to eat for your metabolism at that time. And your activity levels too. Um, I think you made you know, a good point there too. Like, you know, like yeah. being active, like some people are quite active. It's interesting we got these bloody um, aura rings because we saw Matt Blackbird had them and, you know, Craig loves a good gadget and uh, Jake's got one too. And so is Vic and me and Vic are like, Oh, they're not that good. You know, like that really they track your sleep and your steps. Um, You know, Jake and Craig love them. Um, But it was really interesting to see how many steps I do a day because I've never really tracked it before because I've never had a step goal. You know, I just take Winston Mm -hmm. for a walk every day because I like to get out in the sun. I walk down to, um, there's this sign in Main Beach and I walk back and it's probably like, I don't know, depending on how fast I walk, 50 minutes to an hour every day. Um, and when we've been comparing our steps, I just naturally could do a considerably amount more than Craig. Like I just, he goes, you're just an yes. active person. You don't like to sit at your desk for very long. You know, you've got a lot of energy um, and it has really showed, like there'd be days when we would, I wouldn't go for a walk, but we'd go out to breakfast and do the same thing. And I would have done 2000 more steps than him. And I'm like, how, you know, but you're right. It is that activity and the walking, that low intensity mm-hmm. movement. If you're doing nothing of that, you know. Yeah. Mm. You just can't eat the amount. And I noticed, I got myself a tracker as well about mm. a year and a half ago. And I noticed I was like, oh, my God, I was shocked at how little. Mm. So I would physically make that effort to go out and do some walking, and it really helped. Mm. Like I really noticed a shift in my body fat Mm. because I was more active. And it wasn't – I'm not talking crazy aerobic shit. I'm just talking just (laughs) – It's a nice walk. Like you say, a yeah, just a nice yeah. walk. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And even just being more active at home when I, you know, because when we were in COVID with the yeah. lockdown in yeah. Melbourne. So I was really conscious of like, it, you know, it would be really easy for me to just sit at my desk all day at home. And yeah. I got myself a standing desk, um, had a little mini trampoline so that I could just do a little bouncing. I got myself a walker. So if the weather was shit that I could just go, you know, have a walk at home. And yeah. I would walk, you know, every afternoon after I finish work, I'd just go straight out and have a walk. Mm. Um, and it, it really does. It makes a big difference. Um, mm. And it does then allow you to then have that little, you know, a little bit more food so that you're not mm. having to restrict your calories. Just sort of look at that and go, well, you know, what am I doing in my day-to-day mm. activity? Mm. Because you know, you might need more than just going to the gym three days a week. 
Mm, I think need to just get up and, and yeah, I think too, like activity is really good. Like low intensity movement is really good. It helps you recover from the gym. It gets you out in the sun. You know, I really uh-huh. enjoy my like walking and I hate like you, I sit at a desk most of the day. So like I get yeah. really a bit antsy and I get sick of sitting at my desk. So it's, I really enjoy getting out and going for a walk. Yeah, I'm the same now. Like it's 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 a non-negotiable for me now mm. because it, not only that, it's mentally, I think it helps me mentally as well mm. and it gets me out in the sunshine because you could be indoors all day mm. and not see any sort of daylight. Um, you know, and even now that we're going back to the office, I make sure I go out for half an hour and just go for a bit of a walk. Yeah. Uh, just to clear my mind and you know, get, get some exercise in. So, so good. Yeah. So, so it, all, good. it all adds up. You know, it all... Mm. Oh, totally. It really does. And I think that movement is really, really good. Um, but that was, that was so good, uh, Len. Thank you so much for coming on. Hopefully, you know, you can give some inspiration to women listening to this and, you know, you know, get them to really focus on the inside first and, you know, healing their body and improving yeah. all those, you know, metabolic issues and then, you know, get into some strength training, be consistent because you can. The outside will follow, I think, if you be consistent. Oh, absolutely. I think it's, it's just, it's got to be, you know, women just need to take their time with it. Mm. I think, you know, it's, we can all go out and we can all starve ourselves and flog ourselves and look mm. amazing, you know, for five minutes, but it's not sustainable. <sighs> you know, Never. you'll feel like shit and then, and then you'll just pack, you know, pack the weight back on and you'll feel like yeah. crap and you, yeah, it's, it's just not the way to do it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, um, Len. I think you're You're awesome. I love uh, all your funny videos. (laughs) Everyone loves you too. Like anyone I speak to, they're like, oh, Len, she's so hilarious. I just love it. I did a um, Sugar Babes interview with another, I've done a heat this week actually, and they're all like talk about the community and say how funny you are and how it's just so great, the videos that you post. (laughs) They love it. (laughs) Oh, and Sonia. Yeah. And Sonia too, she posts some funny ones, some funny lifting ones, doesn't she? Oh, I know. I've seen some of her stuff. Yeah, she's oh, a yeah, she's, she's a classic. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks again, and I will um I'll chat with you in the program. All right, no worries. Thanks, you, Kitty. Bye. Bye.